Good afternoon and welcome to Susan Harmon Experience. This is uh, this is going to be a really special show today for many reasons. Uh, one, there's a whole lot happening, unlike every other day since Trump has been president. Um, but I get to have my best friend. Well, I don't want to say my bestie because I've got about 18 besties. But... <laughs> Cupcake Girl Girl is joining me today, sometimes known as Melinda Rabine. (laughs) That was fine. Just call me Cupcake Girl. That's fine. It's all good. Just keep (laughs) digging in there. (laughs) So um, I don't know if you're you're familiar, Eric, with uh, Cupcake Girl, but um, yeah. Well, I'm definitely familiar with our friend of the show, Melinda. Melinda. <laughs> so, yeah, we're it's nice. fantastic having Melinda Rabine back on the show. Yeah, I mean, she, she no, seriously, she, Melinda, you are one of the most talented people I know and one of the most authentic people I know. Thank you. That's a huge compliment. It means a lot to me. Appreciate it. And because, no, I go ahead. I was just going to say, what's the story behind the nickname Cupcake Girl? Because I don't recall hearing that story. <laughs> or is it safe for air or not? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it actually began up at the studio. Um, I, I had uh, gone to the hospital because they thought I was stroking, which I wasn't. Um, but uh, I had my blood pressure had gone up. And so I had gone to see a naturopath. And, and one of the things, you know, no, no sugar, no salt, no, 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 you know, and all, all of this, right? And you at KKNW were having a um, potluck. And they said, well, if you like something, go ahead. And I said, oh, I can't do any cupcakes. And she said, mmm, yum, yum. <laughs> But I can. But I can. I can eat them. And she proceeded to eat them in front of me. Susan, I was just showing you how strong you are. And, you know, you did so well. You did not even have one, as I had, like, three. Hence the term cupcake girl. I get it now. Yeah. And I've never forgiven her. Not really. I no, actually, it was it was a really good thing, and I was strong, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. got well. Yes, you did. So it it and but before I got the instructions from the naturopath while I was in the hospital, Belinda brought me the most delicious cupcake <laughs> from the French bakery. You remember? Yes, I do. I do. I do. Yes, Karina's. <laughs> savored that memory for a long time because it was right after that that I couldn't eat sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so well, if you got Karina's, then you lucked out because uh, that's the best. Right. That's right, Eric. You know about Karina's. <laughs> yeah, because you're both from from Tacoma. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. It, no, it really is. And when I come up there next week... Um, I'm going to indulge in a cupcake or two. Right on. Yes. So, uh, this week has been a very interesting week. We had a a new moon. 
Uh, I made a batch of water. I haven't made one in years of my holy water. Uh, it's water from over 300 places uh, that are sacred around the planet. And I uh, went ahead and brewed uh, some of that, started on Monday and went through Tuesday at the time of the new moon and then uh, bottled it uh, on uh, Wednesday. Uh, it, it's it's really very, very powerful water um, because of, of the way it's done and where it's from. And, and I've accumulated um, over the years. I started, I started bottling this water in 1980, 1989. So uh, it, it has been going on a long time. But another thing happened that day that seemed to be mostly missed by most media. Um, that was August the 18th. 2020 it was 100 years from from the time that a woman got the vote that's right right only not all the women <laughs> not all the women and that's so true, true. I want, yes. yeah i want to talk a little bit about that and and this week has been the democratic convention um Misogyny is alive and well in the United States, folks. Really? Did, you didn't know that, Melinda? <laughs> <laughs> it surprised me. <laughs> I'm so shocked. <laughs> um, for those in the audience that don't know, we do sarcasm a lot on this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know who, um, who did and who didn't see... Um, um. Well, I, I've been walking, watching the convention all week, and I got to say, I had very low expectations because of the whole COVID uh, thing and having to do it all remote mm -hmm. and social distance. I thought, you know, they'll be lucky if they can scrape together, you know, anything that looks at all like a convention. But I got to say, my hats are off to them. They produced a fantastic convention and a lot of things that I think are going to be with us even in the post-pandemic world uh, going yeah. in for conventions in the future. They, it was, I, it was very moving uh, the last few days watching the uh, democratic convention. Um, very frankly, I, I was not that big of a support. It is a given that Biden is who I vote for hands down. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was not who I was supported during the, uh, you know, leading up to Same. this. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, however, yeah. I don't care what anybody says. That was a delightful acceptance speech, full of light and hope and love and kindness, um, as opposed to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that sounded like the witch from the uh, Wizard of Oz, but uh, right, <laughs> that that was a very good impression. Of was that good? Was that the witch good? from the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Well, just um, don't spill the... any water on yourself now. <laughs> I'm uh, okay, so I'm going to take a drink of water, um, which is difficult to do with a mask on. Um, 
you know, I I went and got my hair done yesterday, and of course we all wear masks for you know for this. And um, she said, "Would you like water?" Yeah, I would like it. <laughs> <laughs> but can I drink it? <laughs> can I drink it? Um, so, one of the things that uh, happened in in this was Rush Limbaugh. Bless his little pointed head. Uh, (laughs) um, When will these kinds of people quit calling women sexist names? When is that going to happen? He couldn't even get into the school she graduated from. Now you're talking about Camilla uh, Harris because he yes. had used a you know derogatory sexist term for her, which we won't repeat here because we don't want to give that kind of vileness <laughs> any more airspace. But um, yeah, it just seems like it's 2020 already. If you want to disagree with her on her policies. Fair yes. enough, but why go that route of the sexist, awful term? Yeah, not just that, but saying that uh, you know, she, you know, she slept her way to the top, and you know, and and a whole variety of names. And then there was one apologist when I was looking this up said, "Well, he didn't, he didn't call her that. He was reporting another." Uh, uh, what happened, he was reporting that the photographer from, um, I forget what his name, was fired because of the T-shirts that they had, and they took down the T-shirts. I just, how, I'm at a loss for words. I really, truly am. Uh, And he was given the Medal of Freedom. I mean, what kind of freedom uh, do, do we have when we have a man that tells these kinds of things about women. So she had an affair with a guy 30 years ago. People do that. <laughs> now, come on, Trump has never done that. Right. Not unless he was married. <laughs> yeah, he's, she he's, wasn't married at the time. So... Yeah, if you if you want to dig into people's personal lives, uh, the you know the guy he's supporting Trump has the worst record as far as that sort of thing goes. So you know, comparing personal lives is a, a zero sum game for them. Right. Yeah. But and- I, I agree with you, Susan, in the fact that I mean, we were just having this conversation last night with a girlfriend of mine, and you know, the names that we use for women for the same acts that men do, but there's no. They're, they don't get the names or the labels or attention drawn to them. No. Um, you know, if, if a woman is like, hasn't, has a drive, has an ambition, wants to do something, you know, gives direction, a lot of times, is, you know, she's been used the B word. She's, uh, she's difficult to work with. Yeah. Is, the best, is, is the best scenario. Right. Uh, where a man is uh, assertive, She's demanding, you know. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. So true. I agree with that. And then, you know, the, can, can, we can go on and on about that. And, right. You know, but I thought it was wonderful that a woman um, whose mother was in India, from Indian, uh, from India, 
and his father was from Jamaica. And again, her parents were born in other countries. Yes. <laughs> and your point is, she was born in Oakland. Um, and she can't be called an African-American because he was Jamaican. I just, like, you know what? Give it up. More and more, we're going to have people that are a whole bunch of things. I, I happen to have a very dear friend who likes cupcakes. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about, me? <laughs> is a bit of a mixture herself. What? Yes. <laughs> and um, you'll be uh, interested to know, one of the things I looked up is, okay, so 20, uh, 100 years ago, Tuesday, August the 18th, 19. 20 women got the vote not so fast not all women got the vote white women got the vote um oh 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 that brings up another very important thing and i and i think i i forget i don't know if i made a made a, a list of that but um did you hear that uh bunker boy pardoned susan b anthony uh, for uh, you know being being convicted of voting illegally. Yes. Did you hear what the Susan B. Anthony Museum responded to with that? <laughs> they said thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> they said thanks, but no thanks because she didn't think she did anything wrong, and you demean her and all other women by pardoning her for something that she didn't consider a crime. Well, it, it's rare that we have a reason to give Trump any credit, <laughs> but in this case, in, in this case, I feel like, uh, you know, he thought he was doing something helpful. So I don't, he, me personally, okay. I don't want to be too critical of this decision. Yes, I do. I'm sure there was I some do. craven political uh, <laughs> strategizing do. behind it, but. You know, I don't think every single thing he does is, you know, just based on him being, you know, okay. complete avarice. He, but, you're, you know, this is your show, so you go ahead and state your opinion. I'm I just want to say, say what I think. <laughs> I'm not necessarily you know, on board with this you're, one. You're a man and you can be forgiven. But, <laughs> but he doesn't understand it's a sheer lack of understanding. Oh, I'm going to do something great. I'm going to go, going to uh, uh, forgive her while I'm saying nasty things about other women. Right. No, he is not. There's no way that he even knew who she was until someone told. Oh, you know what would be great if you forgave Susan B. Anthony on this day. That would make you look really good with women in the suburbs. And they said, you know, we're women in the suburbs, so it doesn't mean we're stupid. You know, I mean, it's insulting. It is insulting to women. And he is too stupid. You use the word think. It doesn't it doesn't fit into the scenario. Uh, he doesn't think he no. He didn't think it would be a good idea because he doesn't know how to think. And it is not a good idea because he didn't. Oh, well, uh, you know, that'll that'll satisfy the little ladies. <laughs> well, this is the suburban housewives is what he calls them. Right. 
And then right. he's like, oh, some people Oops. have told me they might be insulted by that, but they'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> he See? insults the very people he's trying to court. Right. Because he doesn't know, you know, he doesn't know how to, he doesn't, what was the word you used? What was the think? Think he, he, he thinks he thought it was a, mm, no. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't think. So I started looking at, um, you know, my that's my last rant for the well, maybe. That's my last rant uh, we still got day. we still got about uh, twenty five minutes here, so no, I've keep got, on I've ranting. Got good, I've got good. I've got good things to say. They're not all rants. They're not all you know. Uh, but Rush Limbaugh and and Trump. Okay, I'm going to skip on to the good stuff. I actually liked Biden's speech, and I liked the fact something I had known about him. Now, I'm having a little trouble speaking occasionally because of this new uh, uh, plate that I have in my mouth. And I just lisp just slightly. I did not know that he, um, you know, the that he had a problem with stuttering. Yeah, that mm. one of the uh, big things that he overcame in his life mm-hmm. was being, um, you know, a stutterer. And you can still hear it in, you know, some of his debate performances and stuff, how it mm-hmm. takes him just a little bit longer to formulate a sentence because he's trying to get it out without, you know, hitting that stutter again, which is a, right. a really tough mm-hmm. thing to do. Uh, anybody Very that's tough. been a stutterer can, you know, testify to that. And I thought it was wonderful he had that young young man on. Yeah, that that there. brought a, actually brought a tear to my eye um, listening he did to did mine too. Yeah. It was very touching. Because it was, it really was. And that is, see, that to me is what this election is about. It's about people and our humanity. And letting go of all that anger and all that hatred. Making fun of people with disabilities. You know, that... I look at some of the things that people can do that I can't imagine how I would be able to do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my my left foot. Do you do you remember that movie about the guy in uh, Ireland who who c- couldn't move anything but his foot, and he wrote. You know, I mean, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that's to be admired. You know, and I did. I did not know that about Biden, and I. Um, I was glad they brought it in that way. That 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 answered everything, you know, for me. So um, I was looking at um, the things that are happening now, and there's the reemergence of women. And I think Kamala Harris is a good pick. Yes, I have some issues with her. Yes, she's not as, you know, they're a little further right. I am so tired of people calling it the left, the far left, when it's the middle of the road. You look at the number, the stats. If if issues that are 69 to 81% of the people want, Medicare for all, the New Green Deal, education, all of these different things, climate change, everything, 
that is the vast majority of the country. It is not left. But we keep calling it left when it's the vast majority of the people. It's the middle of the road position. So everything is so far right. We are out of sync. And I think that it is possible for us to get back in sync with this election coming up. Start being realistic and, 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 and insisting when you give them the stats and then they say, yes, but the far left. It's not the far left. It's middle of the road. So Kamala Harris and um, Joe Biden are a little to the right. But that is okay because when they get elected, when they get elected, we can start saying, okay, now we're going to do this. Now, and we're not going to let up. Real progressives are being elected in the House. And hopefully, hopefully, some of them will be elected in the uh, Senate. I mean, you know, right next to Washington State is Idaho. And mm-hmm. we have a wonderful candidate uh, out of Idaho. Uh, you know, Paulette. Um, why am I forgetting her last name? Elect Paulette is all I can remember. <laughs> but uh, she is an amazing woman, and she's a Native woman. And I was so glad to see the, the uh, Congresswoman from New Mexico, who is Native, get up and speak at the Democratic Convention. So we are, we are having more and more things with women, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> You're making, you you have made a, a number of films that have dealt with women's issues. Um, people don't think of the homeless thing as a women's issue, but it is a big women's issue. Right. You have a, a lot of women vets that are homeless. Yeah. Well, a lot of women moms that are homeless with their kids out, yes. you know, in the street, mm-hmm. in the cars. Um, a lot of women who've been in battered relationships that leave yep. and have nowhere to go but the streets. Um, yes, I mean, yes, I do with my films. You know, my first film addressed and looked at, I mean, it's something that men deal with too, but it looked at trauma, um, mental trauma, but brought on by sexual domestic abuse. You know, mm-hmm. and that was something you know, not that long ago where a woman couldn't claim to be raped by her husband. Right, you know, right. Or, or boyfriend. I mean, you know, it was unheard of at the time. That's not something that you, you know, could say happened to you. Um, but yeah, in, in my COVID pieces right now, I'm, I'm interviewing a number of um, women throughout, not just our country, but throughout the world. And, um, and, and men's stories, too. And, I, you know, I, I think the more we're able to share and bring light on different things and different issues, um, the better it is, open for dialogue and conversation. And, um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. You know, I, I'm not 100, of course, I don't agree everything 100% with Biden. Um, no. And, but I'm excited of having a woman VP, you know, and that potential, what that can bring to our country. Um, I think it's a, a real important factor. And I'm, I'm, again, embarrassed to not remember the name of the country, but it's an African nation where they said they've had a big 
upswing in teenage pregnancy since COVID because they can't go out. Mm-hmm. Say, you know, one thing plays on another. I know here in Arizona, they've been very concerned about uh, domestic abuse because yeah. people uh, couldn't leave mm-hmm. uh, their homes. Um, you know, but then I went to Benson, this little, little side note, I went to Benson to interview somebody um, Wednesday. Nobody wore a mask in that whole town. We went, we went into a restaurant and there was nobody wearing masks. Now, is it mandated statewide in Arizona like it is here in Washington? No, no, it's not mandated. So it's just volunteer. And yeah, yeah, okay. but but in now it is mandated in some towns, Tucson, Phoenix. You know, uh, they argued about it in Scottsdale. I mean, there's you know here it is just by, and I don't I don't go in anywhere uh, without a mask, and I went into a what? Oh, I said I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, uh, and I wear an N95 because it does protect me somewhat. Uh, not just you know the other people, folks. The bandanas are really cute. They're they're they're, <laughs> but they don't do any good. Okay, I mean they look nice. Here, may I suggest you put on a mask and then put the bandana on over it. Then you can look cool. Just just saying, <laughs> just saying. So one of the one of the 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 big things that I started looking back at when things could happen when uh you know, in terms of voting, because we like to think, well, you know, all of this stuff has just happened now, but it hasn't just happened now. And I, I look back at some of the some of the dates, and this is for all people, not just women, but it impacts women more strongly than men because in, you know, in, in those cultures, they can be uh, held down. 1876, indigenous can't vote. They made the law. The indigenous people can't vote. 1882, the Chinese Exclusion Act, saying the Chinese couldn't vote. Mm-hmm. 1887, uh, the Dawes Act, and that said the natives who give up tribal affiliation can vote. Oh, wow. Now, that th- this, this is women were trying to get suffrage for a long time. And I'm going to bring up right after the break my all-time favorite person, uh, Victoria Woodhull. Mm-hmm. See, Eric, you knew I'd work her in here somehow, right? <laughs> we know you all she, too well. <laughs> yeah, because she ran for president. Okay, so, but, uh, and, and, that, and that's a whole interesting thing. In 1890, Wyoming was the first state to give women the vote. There weren't a whole lot of people there, so, but, you know. That's interesting, I think, don't you, that it started in Wyoming? Yeah, the the western states were really the first uh, for more voting equality. And they're the first for pot, too. (laughs) (laughs) I know, sometimes they go together. All right. So, yeah, they are for, for voting equality because they can see, you know, women had to be tough. Uh, 18, the same year that Wyoming gave women the vote, they uh, did the Indian Naturalization Act. Uh, so they could become, and natives could become naturalized and get citizenship. Okay. 
1990. Natives, now, now this, see, we're, we're always talking about how natives really serve. There's more, more in, natives enlist than any other group of people. And I never understood why. Now I know. In 1919, well, remember 1919, we had World War I. Mm-hmm. Natives who served in the military were granted citizenship, which meant they could then vote. Now, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. If you served in the military, you'd get citizenship. 1922, Supreme Court uh, said that people of Japanese, herid- Japanese heritage were ineligible to become naturalized. And in 1923, whatever an Asian Indian is, that's what they said, Asian Indian, they were not eligible for uh, uh, citizenship. Okay. 1924, the Indian Citizenship Act. That would grant citizenship, uh, but many states made it really impossible to vote. Now, I know as recently as the year 2000, they were intimidating people at the polls who were natives in uh, South Dakota and in North Dakota. Um, Now, this is one, the African-American women, they they supposedly had the right to vote, but it was not easy. It was not easy. The poll tax was was a way that kept people from voting. 1926, there were a group of African-American women uh, who were beaten uh, in Birmingham, Alabama by election officials when they tried to register to vote. Wow. The election officials beat these women up. Um, And and I'm I'm going to, you know, I'm going to talk here, too, about how Violence towards women, you know, we talk about racism being uh, institutionalized, but violence towards women is is as well. So um, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk more about uh, women uh, voting, and uh, uh, we'll uh, talk about that right after the break. Stay tuned for Susan Harmon Experience, and... We will be with you in a moment. From Susan Harmon's private collection, these rare finds are now available for purchase until the end of June 2020. Quartz crystals that are large generators, rare Antarctic crystals with only three available. Russian phenakite, just one amazing specimen left. Czech moldavite of medium-sized high-quality pieces and various spears. Check out the pictures at Susan Harmon's Facebook page or email susan at susanharmon.com or call 206. 206- 8535225 That's 2068535225 Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. If you own firearms, it's your responsibility to make sure they're always stored safely. Hiding them in a closet or drawer is not enough. Kids know where they are. Research shows the risk of injury and death is lower if guns are stored unloaded and locked up with the ammunition locked in a separate place. This is important when children are young, as well as when they grow into teenagers. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcome Hirsch Wilson, author of Zen Firefighter, really great stories and powerful lessons. On Saturday, Mary Lee LeBay takes us on a journey through hypnotherapy, our past lives, 
and why they are important today. Bringing you mastery and mystery one hour at a time since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Susan Harmon is offering a 20% discount on a bi-locality session if booked by June 15, 2020. Social distancing? No problem. You receive the energy in one location while Susan uses stones and sound in the pyramid at another location. To book your session or to ask about a three-session special, email susan at susanharmon.com or call 206-853-5225. That's 206-853-5225. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. People, you got the power. Welcome back to Susan Harmon Experience. And, you know, Eric... I commented during the break that we play that a lot because we both like it. Um, because it's a great people, song. It's a great song, and people need to remember they have the power. That's power right. to the people. You but, have to yeah. use it, though. That's true. But that's what Isn't voting that? is all about, you know? Don't say, I don't believe in politics. You, <laughs> Everything you do is politics. Um, so we have politics all over the place. And women are rising because of it. Um, I, um, I'm going to do one more thing first before I do that. But in 1947, this is really important. And this was a guy. He was a veteran. 1947, he was a World War II vet. Miguel Trujillo. And he sued the state of New Mexico. And because of his suit, New Mexico and Arizona had to give Native Americans the right to vote. And I think that that is, uh, well, the Warriors just flew over. I don't know if you heard them or not. <laughs> We're still um, hearing them, but that's okay. Yeah. Just yeah. adds to the color. Adds to the color. Well, at the end of the month, they need their flight pay. So, um, uh, 1952, all Asians, all, all people with Asians got the vote. The McCarran-Walter Act. Uh, 1961. The people in D.C. for president, but they still, to this day, have representation in Congress, and that's not right. 2001, the National uh, Commission on Federal Elections. Now, this is this is important to remember. They recommended that all states give felons the right to vote when their sentence is served. Recommending and making it happen. We see how they're trying to keep people from floor in Florida, and the Supreme Court went along with it. Uh, Supreme Court has not always made good decisions, and we know that. Uh, some decisions get made, and uh, they get uh, changed later. So rattle, rattle. Sorry, uh, they get changed later, and we uh, have to pay attention to that because, like in ni- 1922, that was a Supreme Court decision that said that uh, uh, Japanese uh, people of Japanese an- ancestry couldn't vote. Uh, it is not. Uh, so we have a lot of uh, a lot of changes. We haven't always been. We keep talking about you know the land of the free and the home of the brave. But you know if you don't let people vote, if you try to limit the number of people that vote, that is uh, wrong. Now, have you uh, heard about the women in white in uh, uh, Belarusa? 
how do you no I'm not saying no I have not all right Bella Rosa is a little a little country um it was part of the Soviet Union um and um it has uh, been run by a strong man for 26 years. And Russia has said that they won't help the people and the West won't help the people. So the women said, we have to do it ourselves. And it's, uh, it's really interesting. I think they modeled it after the ladies in white in Cuba. Are you familiar with that? The ladies in white in Cuba uh, did... They dressed in white, and they were protesting. The uh, They went to church wearing white, and then they would march quietly down the street, but in mass, uh, wearing white, uh, and they would, uh, t to protest their, uh, their men being uh, arrested. So uh, they... And, and and it's it's also interesting to me that um, they were accused of being violent, which they weren't, uh, and that was the excuse to arrest them. They've been being arrested for years, and they've they started uh, they started uh, let's see what, uh, blah, 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 blah. in uh, they started in two thousand and five. No, way back before that. Um, I'm sorry. Ladies in white, they uh, they started a long time ago. So this is this is a, a protest well, movement in Belarus that we're talking about. Yeah. And so the ladies in Belarus copied the the women in Cuba and wearing white, and they got together and they wearing white and carrying flowers and saying that. And this is another interesting story. So several uh, several men tried to run against, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? I, I, um, let's see. Several men tried to run uh, run for Congress, and they, and I mean Congress, president of Belarus, and they uh, didn't. Uh, um, they left the country. They had to leave the country. Well, the wife of one of these men said, I'm not going to do it. And she ran for president and they united behind her. Uh, and, she, and they know that they, that they didn't count the votes right because this people poured out into the streets and they said, uh, oh, Lukashenko, that's the guy's name, Lukashenko. Uh, he, uh, he makes up the numbers of, who does he remind you of? He makes up the numbers of... Um, what percentage he's won the vote by. And uh, he doesn't take the people seriously. When she ran, he said, oh, she should stay home and take care of her children instead of getting out and uh, doing this. Oh, so, wow. um, what? I said, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women, you belong in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> well, the way that they handle the peaceful demonstrators in Belarus Belarosa was with a flash grenades, water cannon, and tear gas. What does that remind you of? Uh, Standing Rock, where they used, yeah, yeah uh, flash grenades. And just another aside, when they say non-lethal rubber bullets, do you know that that is simply not true? They're not as lethal 
but they're covered with rubber steel bullets and they will kill you depending on where they hit in the body how the, the things are you can be shot with a regular bullet and not be killed depending on where where you're hit right. these are not non-lethal bullets so i'd like to dissuade people that notion because I, I you know i didn't think they were like a little snurf ball but i didn't think that they were that serious well they are they are. Yeah. And uh, in our experience with rubber bullets is with the moms, the wall of moms. Mm. Um, what the mother said in um, Portland was when you hear a man crying for his mother as he's dying. Mm-hmm. Talking about and George they, Floyd. George Floyd, but he isn't the only man that has called out for his mom. Right. That happens in battle all the time. You become a child and you love you, protect you. Well, all of these women in these different countries, Belarus, Cuba, the United States, the wall of moms they said we have to go out and protect our children and they went after them and they went after them big time and they got right up on them and started beating them it's not going to stop us you beat us when we tried to get the boat You beat us when we stand up and say, don't imprison people for protesting. Don't do this. We are not going to be stopped. None of the women are going to be stopped. And we're going to love our children and protect them. And we're going to love our sisters and protect them. You know, this this is going to stop. The hatred and the misogyny and wanting to control everything and destroying our planet. And not loving one another? Don't tell me that you believe in freedom when you won't allow me to be free. Don't say that people went and died for my freedom when they have subjugated other populations. You know, I can't buy it. I know I'm I'm, I'm crazy. I, I get that. But... Jesus, I thought I'd turn my phone off. While you're turning that off, I want to play this little clip um, from the Portland Wall of Bombs singing mm-hmm. as they protested. Instead of chanting, they sang a lullaby. Yeah. And if you start singing like that, um, and I I don't know why Fox News hasn't been penalized for playing video of another riot somewhere else that wasn't in Portland because I have people every day telling me how they were rioting in Portland and the, that film that was shown on Fox didn't happen in Portland. Didn't happen in Portland last week. 
I mean, a couple of weeks ago, whatever. Right. Time is a blur. <laughs> There's so much. We have to stay strong and we have to not stop. It's really hard to feel like you could keep going when it just seems so hopeless. Well, I mean, you know, Steve Bannon got arrested for fraud. Oh, heart, go figure. Uh, they thought that they could get away with it because they um, they created, uh, what do you call them, shell corporations, or you know, uh, to, to take the money. What they did is they did a GoFundMe, mm-hmm. and they uh, said that all of the money, nothing was going to any place except to the wall. No, nobody was making any money off of that. Well, that's fraud because all of them were making money off of that money. I mean, it was millions of dollars that they collected because people are convinced of a false, you know, it's false. It's not true. It's the, the, these things are not happening. Um, well, then, of course, we'll probably see a pardon from Trump uh, for well, yeah. him, even they, though everybody he was ripping has. off Trump supporters. Right. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. They don't yeah. care about the... this. Listen, if you're a working class person and you're listening to this and you're a Trump supporter, you're an idiot. Because I'm, I'm, I can't be nice anymore because you're voting against your own self-interest. They don't care about you. They don't care. The only thing they care is that you go to work and pay taxes so they can take your money. And you can keep supporting them. They've had teachers that have had to quit their jobs in this in Arizona here because they're not allowed to, uh, to say they're not going to work. They've had to quit doing the things they love, teaching children, because it's not safe to teach the children in the settings that they want to do it. You know, with the COVID. Yeah, and if, it, uh, if it's so safe as they've made the case, I don't know why they don't just put Betsy DeVos in a classroom for, you know, right. every day yeah. of the school year and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. she goes to multiple different classrooms. Yes. Throughout <laughs> yes. the year, throughout the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I remember correctly, didn't Georgia just close down some schools that they had opened up because there was a thousand cases of COVID? I think I read uh-huh. it last week. Uh-huh. when it was so safe so. yeah yeah and 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 I, and i've had people tell me well i don't really believe in this it isn't about belief <laughs> oh, right it is not about belief it's about science i mean i have a lot of beliefs right. but they aren't facts no. And I'm telling you, it is absolutely true. I'm doing this COVID piece. One of the first people I have interviewed was a doctor. And they're talking, where he talks about how he has to tell people, I can't give you surgery right now because we don't have enough beds for you. Right. Because the ventilators have- for those who have COVID or, you know, that they're having to choose. It's a reality that our country is facing. And if we don't get a grip on it and we don't, take care of it, we're going to be in worse shape than we could ever imagine. And it's absolutely that we can take care of it. You look at other countries who've done a phenomenal job. Well, yeah, because they don't have a system that is set up to fail. A for-profit healthcare system is set up to fail. 
And uh, if you only have enough beds that you can keep filled in a hospital, what it, what happens when you have a pandemic? And if it's all a plot to take your liberties away, then every other country on the planet is in on the plot. <laughs> Very true. And some are up and running again and doing all right, you know, so. That's right. Like uh, uh, Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan. They're they're smart. You you know a little something about smart Taiwanese people, don't you? <laughs> just a little, just a little. And you know the the thing is is they didn't close their businesses down. They what they no. did, which I never understood. It was one of my first thoughts. Is they banded all countries for coming into their country. They're only an hour and a half from Wuhan. Their experts flew over as soon as they heard about what was happening in Wuhan talk to the you know the chinese who are willing to show them what they were willing to show them you know then the scientists are willing to show everything that's different than the politicians so and they went there they studied it and came back and said this is what we're going to do they provide health care for all of those that are in Taiwan, if you got sick, if you had COVID, they would take care of you. Your funds, your rent, your expenses were taken care of as right. you were isolated in the hospital. And they they all had to wear masks. They weren't protesting that they had to wear masks, that the, the freedom was taken away. It is a free country in Taiwan, by the way. And it, you know, I'm just tooting my horn. It's a, it's a female president. And you're Hello. Seeing, a phenomenal job that they did and other countries led by women who have done phenomenal jobs. I'm not saying a man run country can't do a good job, but I don't know. I'm like, I'm not impressed in what I've been seeing in the U S and I, I think we could do a lot better and people need to stop. People need to start understanding. It's not taking your freedom away. It's you are there to protect yourselves and your families and your loved ones and other people around so that we can become and a functioning country again. You know, we got the news the same day as South Korea got the news. And we went one route and they went another. And they yeah. did quite well. Um, I want to loop back because we're, uh, we're, we we're going to be running out of time. Because I promised people I would say something about Victoria Woodhull. Yes. She yeah. was the first woman to run for president of the United States. She was in jail on the day of the election. Uh-huh. Uh, she not only was a women's rights and labor reform movement, she believed in free love. That's why some of the other suffragettes weren't real hot to trot about Victoria. Victoria mm-hmm. is one of my favorite people. I mean, she went from rags to riches twice. She was part of the spiritual spiritualist movement. I mean, she was an amazing thing. The only thing negative someone had to say about, well, some of her speeches probably were uh, her second husband and some other people helped her write them. Well, does uh, do not people get together and have speech writers? You know, who cares? It never happens. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I just wanted to bring her up because she was a forerunner of where we are today. And we need to, to you know, to praise our, our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers and our great you know, that have stuck in there. My great-grandmother was born in a covered wagon during an Indian attack. You know, that's the white person's view that, w- that was, uh, now, from the other view, it would have been, we were protecting our territory from these invaders. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, 
so we have an opportunity here to keep going, keep doing positive things. The films you are making, uh, what's the name of the COVID one? Called An Intimate Look COVID-19. This is COVID? Yeah, we're we're about to release our fifth piece that looks at um, Becky Black, who's up on Swiminish Reservation, and she talks about the struggles that the natives are facing right now during the COVID time. Wow. And yeah. Go ahead. I was just saying, one of the hardships is, you know, people understanding that they're a sovereign nation, but they're also extremely highly at risk to get COVID. And if um, people unknowingly come on the res and don't know that they have COVID and spread it, it just spreads like wildfire fire. And you see what's happening or has happened in the Navajo Nation. And so, you know, she talks talks about that as well. So some, yeah, some really good information. Thank you. Well, I wanted to make sure that uh, we got something in about this film because I I have yet to see you do a bad film. Thank you. I'm very. I mean, that means a lot. What? Great. You're so straightforward and honest. (laughs) Yeah, it annoys some people, but that's their problem, not mine. Uh, women be strong and help our brothers. Help our brothers to see it. We have, you know, women didn't get the vote without the help of men. So, you know, whatever, we have to be united, men, women, you know, children, dogs, cats, uh, you know, all of the above. I have a lot of hope. I have a lot of hope for where we're going as a species and where we're going as a country. I can see us coming. This has been a very dark time for this nation, and I see it coming to an end. Um, No matter how they try to suppress the vote, Keep on keeping on. But whatever you do, get out there and vote. This is so important to vote. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with you completely, Susan. And while you vote, dance. (laughs) Like nobody's watching. 